Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Awesome podcast, bright and early, 8 a.m. Thursday morning, the morning after the game. We are here, thanks to Jordan, Lee and James for joining us as usual. Special thanks to Jordan for the time. <laughs> got his energy milkshake ready and everything. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it, man, because it's all smiles again. A big win. Game in hand is now points on the board. We're five points ahead of Manchester City. But it was a good win, 4-0 against an Everton side that made it tough for the opening 40 minutes. But we're going to talk about all of that, people. Lee, you all right over there? Yeah. Uh, Jordan's got a different background. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Like. Why are you starting on me for? Is, 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 he, is he in a different place today? I'll just ask him for a friend. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, 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 I might be. How is that relevant? How is that relevant to the show? I don't see the relevance of the podcast. I like to see different backgrounds. That's all. Okay, okay, okay. Lip balm ready. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on deck. <laughs> anyway, uh, listen. As always, I want to start with the guy that was at the game and Lee tends to be the guy more often than not. So, Lee, talk to me, man. What was the atmosphere saying at the Emirates? I've got to say, the atmosphere was fantastic last night. I thought it was really, really good all the way through. I thought the fans uh, last night were really on point. And I mean that because I think in the first 20, 25 minutes, maybe even a little bit longer than that, it, it was frustrating. You could see that the the um, it weren't going to plan. Um, you know, they'd set up a, a rigid defensive uh, system against us and we wasn't playing quite well. We wasn't breaking it down. But do you know what? The fans stayed on point. That You know, there was a time, I think, a couple of seasons ago, we'd have lost it and all that. Like, and the, the fans actually, the songs and things like that, just took you a little bit of a focus away from what was going on the pitch, if you know what I mean. It was a weird thing. Then we get the goal and... Oh, well, you know, the, the second goal just made it a very, very comfortable evening in the end, like, you know. But um, I, I'm going to say, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but, you know, James said the other day, oh, that was our best performance and all that. That was, for me, 
our best performance for a while because it had everything. We had to be um, we had to be patient. The fans had to be patient. The team had to um, get over that. And, and once they got over that, you could see the confidence lift. And we played some 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 fantastic football in the second half. I know we was two 0 up. Thomas Party come on and run the show. Absolutely, <clears throat> give us something that um, give us the control, which I don't think we've had in the last couple of games. We had a little bit of it at Leicester, but it was again that total control when you you know that you're going to win a game of football. What good teams, top, top teams do, they just dominate, you know. And I thought it was good that um, Sean Dyche said afterwards, you know, when 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 Arsenal were tuning you up, they showed you why they're top of the league. And I think that was a, a key yesterday, that we showed teams why we were top of the league. And the biggest thing for me was that performance we got when the pressure was on, it was that game in hand. It was really when we needed to really perform. I was going, I don't, I said to James before the game, I said, I don't care how we play today. I don't care about the result as long as we win. But I think we got it all. I thought we got uh, a good defensive performance again. Gabriel and Saliba, brilliant. Um, ben White played really, really well. And I just think that everything he done yesterday was, was really, really good. Martin Ellis, <laughs> a big shout out to him, got dropped. You know, whether you think you got dropped or got rested, four goals since he's, since he got left out. You know, that's a fantastic response. That's the sort of response you want when you're in a title charge. If I'll be honest, yeah. I thought he was a mensch yesterday. Saka again, brilliant, brilliant bit of, of football for the go. Odegaard masterclass again, back to his best. All in all, a great night. But do you know when you've when you got your custard and you just need to put a bit of cherry on the top, like you know what I mean, coming out of the ground. Coming out of the ground. What are you laughing at, James? You know what I mean? Coming out of the ground. At least you got it right this time. Coming, uh, coming out of the ground. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right, I see one minute to go. Sheffield United won Tottenham nil. <laughs> oh, my God. The place went absolutely mad as well after that. Like, you know, I if Carlsberg done nights of football, that's up there with it. Like it was absolutely superb. Like you know, what a great night! And uh, I'm, I'm I'm buzzing, even though it's uh, early hours in the morning. I've had three hours sleep, thanks to Jordan. Um, yeah, I'm buzzing. I mean, because I kept you up all night, didn't I? It was me that kept you up till four in the morning, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to say. I don't know how you. I don't. I, I I'll ask this out. I'll put it out in the comments. When I get home from a game of football, like and we've won, or even when we've looked, I cannot go straight to bed and sleep. Even though I know I'm the same. This morning, I could not, you know, go. So I'm, 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 I'm wide awake two, three o'clock in the morning. What's going on? But is that am I, am I normal? Highlights only. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I suppose you know. What I mean, he's watching so the highlights in bed. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, wrapped up in the warm. Like, I yeah. suppose so. Probably you know, yeah. Lights out, cool. and, you know, as cool he's coming to go at, at, at ten o'clock. Jordan, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, cool. Good night. Good night, darling. And that's it, like yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's what happened as well. That's the joke of it. That's exactly what <laughs> Look happened. At that. Look at that. <laughs> Well, I'll just check on the score, love, just to show that I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Fresh off the highlights package, Jordan, give us your take on Well, the listen, score. first of all, I have you know that I listened to the whole game on TalkSport last night. I think I've listened to an entire football game on the radio. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I think I've listened to an entire game of football on the radio maybe three times in my life. That was the third time. I, I don't know how people really 
I, I, I struggle with it, but I had no option. Um, and also, I won't be the only person in the UK who supports Arsenal who didn't go to the game and then watch the highlights because you couldn't. It wasn't on TV. So no, any Arsenal right. fan that says to me they watched the game that wasn't at the game, eh, I'm questioning the the, the 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 legal methods of how you actually get, <laughs> got to watch that game. But I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. I'm, I'm not a snitch. I'm not a snitch. Um, <laughs> already, mate, but yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a man convicted. Probably, probably. Um, Lee says if Carlsberg did did, did um, football nights, that would have been it. I mean, what would have made it even more perfect is if United had been taken to extra time. I don't care if United go through or not. Yeah. But if they'd have just if they'd have gone to extra time and penalties, just thirty more minutes of 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 them being worn down um, would have been even more perfect. But no, it was a, it was a great night. Listen, we all said in the last pod it was a must win game for Arsenal. Um, <clears throat> And and the boys the boys did well. The first thirty minutes, from what I heard on the radio, it sounded as Lee said like it was a bit frustrating, and we had to be patient. It sounded like Everton were the team that shaded the first thirty minutes. From what I heard, it sounded like they were the ones that were really having the impetus in the game. But then I'm gonna I'm gonna chat about about for me the best player in the league right now. We've not waxed lyrical about Saka for a couple of months. And there's been other players that I think in that time have deserved deserved credit and deserve praising. But when you're going for a title, when you're going, you're in those tough moments, you know, he's becoming our Didier Drogba. In the big moments, he's delivering. He is delivering. That goal he scored is such a good goal. Mm. The, 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 if you look at it, he's showing, he's got his hands like that. He's showing for the ball where he wants it. The turn, the rotation, the two touches... And the finish, his finishing is getting so, so good. He, he scored a similar-ish type goal against Leeds, where he just rasped it into the roof of the net at the near post. Um, his finishing is just, it's just amazing. And at a time when we weren't the better team, for him to be the difference and in those big moments, I'm going to be the bit of quality that gets us going. And Lee can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it sounded like when we went 1-0 one, one up, there was only one team in that game. Once we scored that first goal, there was no, oh, we're ahead, but it was still pretty etchy. It sounded to me like when we got that first goal, only one team was going to win that game. And for him to be the guy that, 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 that stepped up with that bit of quality, I thought, I thought was really impressive. I can't analyse the, the, the players in, in any kind of stringent <clears throat> way because I didn't, I didn't watch the whole game. But for, from what I saw in the highlights, it looked like Zinchenko, who I've given a bit of a rough ride the last few weeks, played really well. He looked like he was involved in a lot of our goals and part of it was here a back four that kept a clean sheet. So it looked like Zinchenko really was 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 back to the Zinchenko we saw saw pre-World Cup. But listen, it was a must-win game. We're five points clear. We've built back the buffer. Five points can go within a week. That's two defeats and to even their two games. But what we're doing is we're giving ourselves the best possible chance ahead of that city game. With, with, with a buffer to, to give ourselves the best possible chance of, of winning the league. Um, so, yeah, well done to the boys. 4 nil's great. Um, on to the next. Yeah, on Saka, I mean, uh, I described it as a quieter oh. game than usual for him, but still a goal and assist. And mm-hmm. you're right, the goal came at a time where it looked like we was going to go into half-time, nil-nil, frustrated. Everton having nullified most, well, if not all of our attacks up until that point, we really didn't have a sniff. And out of nowhere... He holds his run a little bit. Zinchenko finds him with a good ball. That's got to be mentioned because it was a good mm. part. We kind of gave mm. the defenders the eyes and, and put it into the part. But the, the touch, the turn and the finish on his weaker foot, 
it was a beautiful finish, top corner, mm. like you said, similar to the one against Leeds, and uh, and Saka is turning into that into into the guy. You know, I'm not saying he hasn't been the guy, but I mean, in big moments, he's been the guy for us. People debating whether it's him or Rashford or Haaland for Player of the Year this year. I don't have Rashford in my top three personally. That sounds mad, and I love Rashford. He's not in my top three, but for me, if Arsenal win this Premier League, I don't see how anybody else. I don't care yeah. how many goals Haaland scores. I don't see this, this the way it's going quite currently right now. I think Saka's on for a double. I think he's on for a double. I think he's on for young player and player of the year. He's not got as many goals. I'll check in a second how many goals he's behind Rashford. But even if he is behind Rashford, he's scoring big goals. He's scoring yeah. important goals that can lead his team to a title. So I think we're looking at the the um, the, the you know the incoming double player of the year. I think he's. Four goals, but I think Rashford's got 14 in the league and Saka's got 10, if I'm not mistaken. But Saka's <clears> nine <throat> assists as well. There you go. So his, his contribution is, is a bit is a bit more. And with Rashford, I think that Rashford's had, you know, he had a good start to the season, but he's been a lot better since coming back off the World Cup, whereas Saka's been consistent throughout the mm. season. And, you know, I actually agree with you. If Arsenal win the league, He's on for a double. If we don't, then I think he still gets young player of the year by a country mile. Um, but we'll mm. see how that works out for him. Let's just get the league title under our belts. James, we watched the game together. <clears throat> you know, you've had a night to sleep on it now. How you feeling? Mm. What you think? Um, so they they teach you something in. Uh, I, I did a, I did a masters in in sports journalism, and one of the things they teach you when you're doing match reports is what's the headline. What's the headline? And that's kind of what you lead with. The headline is Arsenal five points clear of Man City and they won 4-0. Yeah. And I probably missed that a little bit, which sounds crazy, uh, especially for people like Lee who are at the game in the atmosphere thinking, how's that kind of a point you missed? And I'll go into that. But I've got to start with that because I didn't last night on full time. And that is an unbelievable achievement. 25 games played, only 13 to go. We said in your fan cam, Turkish. That is, it's not a lot. It feels like a lot because a lot of points up for grabs and a title race is still a lot. But in terms of actually what's left of the Premier League season, we're closing in on that final 10 and then that 30th game onwards where you can really kind of see, you can see it. You know, we are into the final two, three months of Premier League football and to still have this buffer on Man City or have regrown it, let's say, because since the World Cup, we went in five clear, we've come out five clear, missing Jesus, Missing Partey for a couple of those games, but the key one against Man City as well. That's really, really impressive from the team. Um, so, so a massive well done to them. And I did think the 90 overall, Arsenal undoubtedly, you know, battered Everton. However, <laughs> um, I was getting some, a lot of heat on full-time. And pro again, probably rightly so, because we just won 4-0 and people want to enjoy the win. Um, but what I do is when I do that show, I go kind of moment by moment. I start from the start and we make our way to the end. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think Arsenal's best football actually came till the last 20, 25 minutes, maybe. And therefore, I started on what I didn't think was a very good first half at all. In fact, I'd go as far as to say it might have been our worst first half of the season at home. And it wasn't It wasn't good. I'm not it just going to... Yeah, I'm not just going to happy clap because we were 2-0 up. It wasn't good. We had three shots. One of them was an absolute world-class finish from Saka. And by the way, having slept on it, I do think he's world-class right now. Um, and massive credit to Saka and your right to point him out, Jordan. 
And then the other was him, you know, it was a mistake by Gay, but Saka does brilliantly and Martin finishes it. So we're 2-0 up. But I don't think we were good for that 2-0. I thought it was a really, really <clears throat> poor first 45. I actually think Arteta probably got stuck into them. He didn't yeah. look overjoyed on the touchline. He didn't look like he was particularly impressed with what he saw. Then the second half, I think we saw 25 minutes of total utter control. Partey, I thought, was immense. Oh, my word. He came on and just ran the show. Kept things moving, defensively brilliant, won the ball back for us. And suddenly, where Everton actually did have legs in midfield, Anana, Decore were breaking at times. That wasn't happening. We kept things moving. I thought Zinchenko got better and better as it went on. I thought Odegaard got better and better as it went on. Uh, Trossard as well. My man of the match was Partey and then Martinelli was up there. Saka, yeah. great. Um, I then thought it was the last 20 minutes where suddenly we started to... Just the chances were fl were flowing in at that point. You know, Trossard with the kind of... The one kind of over his head where he kind of scuffs it. Uh, Smith Rowe had one. Vieira had one. Uh, Nketia had one. Yeah, all moments where they just could have done better, whether they should have scored or not, I don't know. And then, you know, ends 4-0. And rightly so, for the, the chances we created in the 90 as a whole and how dominant we were in terms of having the ball, yeah, it probably was a 4-0 performance. But I, I do, like, you know, I, I run the Tactical Insights show. It, it, I mean, it's always programmed in me to break down the game and look at it kind of segment by segment and look at how it kind of panned out and be honest with ourselves. We were not creating a whole host of chances up until the 70th minute of the game. Up until the 70th, we'd had six shots. They'd had six shots. And I don't think you can point to any legitimately really good chances we had. That Saka one isn't a really good chance. He just does really well with it. Um, and why am I making this point? It's probably completely irrelevant. And by the way, it's fine that we weren't brilliant. I never said it was a problem. I never said, oh, we should be worried. You know, it's great that Arsenal found a way when they weren't playing brilliantly. That's fantastic. That's all great stuff. But I'm still going to call the performance what I thought it was up to a certain point. Yeah. Not brilliant. Sorry. Poor first half. Superb control, but a lack of chance creation up to the 70th minute. And then that last 25 minutes or 22 minutes, utterly sublime. I mean, some of the best I've, I've seen at the Emirates that last 25 minutes as well. Um, so, of course, I'm happy. Of course, I'm over the moon. And like I said, the headline is the 4-0 win and the five points clear. Don't get me wrong. And everyone's absolutely right to celebrate that. I just can't help but look at the game in the way it panned out. And if that upsets people, fair enough. No, James, you, James makes a great point there, Turkish. And I tell you what, you know... Um, it wasn't a good first uh, 40 minutes. It was, it, I, 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 I'm less wild to turn it around. I, I don't think Arsenal um, will, will win things. And I mean this sincerely. We'll win things, particularly next season in, when we're playing against better opposition. When you're letting the opposition or, uh, at home have three, three, maybe even four times when they went through at least three against one or four against two. And, and Everton didn't take advantage of it. There was definitely three occasions. I think it was one yeah. time it was four against one at one stage and someone got back and they messed it up. Uh, mm. I think Saliba made a good set. You cannot do that. So, uh, and I, I think that it's something that they've got to look at. The overloading midfield, um, I think teams will ex expose that. Good teams will expose that down the left-hand side because Gabriel... 
and then you've got Martinelli, there's a gap. I noticed it yesterday, sometimes 30, 40 yards. Now, if you're putting somebody like a De Bruyne in there or somebody like with class in that little pocket, they're going to cause lots of trouble against us. Now, we, we got away with it yesterday a little bit in that first half. Second half, I, I think we when, when you play Chinchenko in there and you're dominating the game like we did second half, you don't look at it. You don't look at it. Yeah. But I think when the games are a little bit tight, there's a there, there's there's an overload over there and, and good teams can expose it. Everton exposed it because I tell you what, you, um, people don't like Sean Dyche and I get the, the reasons why, but I tell you what, he's very, very clever manager. He, he, he looks at things and he sees weaknesses and he sees something there yesterday of, of, of just a quick little turnover and getting into those little pockets and we was exposed. But fortunately... Um, they're not quality in the attacking area and we've been able to smother and all that. Like, you know, So it did, the 4-0 did hide a few sins, if you know what I mean, like from that point of view. But we got over the line and done it. But that's something Lee, you have to address. Sorry to cut you, Lee. And that's okay. I think that's the point people probably didn't make clearly enough um, on the show last night. But that's okay that we weren't great and we found a way. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. play great every game. But I, I just want to be consistent because, and uh, shout out to Mike from Boston, who you'll know in Turkish, he always jumps on. He, he said to me, you know, he kind of called me out in a very spirited way. And he said, look, if you're going to, you know, complain about the first half and we're tuning it up, then. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You've got to praise the team when we're not, when we're playing well, but we're losing. And I said, but that's exactly... Think Man United at Old Trafford, where I was very praising the performance, or that first half against Man City in particular, we ended up losing three-one. Maybe I focus too much on performance um, because you're not always going to get performance. No. So my bad if I probably look at that too much. Um, but I'm consistent on that. Like you know, I, I will say that the team are unfortunate today. They played really well. Like against Leeds, we didn't play well, but we got the win, and it was a similar backlash. I was kind of saying we were lucky. We weren't lucky. We found a way. That's what champions do. I get it. That's absolutely fine. But we're going game to game here. This isn't a podcast to reflect on the last 25 games. If it is, then it's, yeah, brilliant. Cool. Some A lot of great performances. One or two not brilliant. We're talking about the game. And yeah. I actually think for large parts of that game, I actually, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall. I don't think Arteta would have been that impressed for a lot of that game. Yeah. He, even in the post-match, he'll say, convincing win I'm delighted blah 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 because there's a certain message he wants to send out and he'll he will have understood the tone of the fans and everything and, he, and he's a master of you know those situations and sending the right messages but I think at half time we looked at him and gone I don't care you're like that's not good enough mm -hmm. um 
But but again, I, mean, I keep stressing it. That is so fine because what we showed yesterday was that we've got, and again, I said it, the Saka's world class. We've got players who can do something out of nothing. How often Man City haven't been at their best and De Bruyne just lashes one into the roof of the net or, or one from 25, 30 yards and wins them the game. You know, sometimes you need that. You need players that can do something out of nothing. And I love that we've got players who can deliver when Arsenal are struggling to find a degree of rhythm or, or quality. And Saka was unreal with that goal. I mean, that roof of the net finish. Uh, when Arsenal needed it most. So it reflects even better on Saka because of the moment he delivered. I, I think, listen, it's, it's right to touch in on it because I think Arteta kind of proved that he wasn't happy with the first half with the half-time substitution. It's not often he does that. And with a player like Thomas Partey, who's had his injury problems, I'm sure it wasn't the most ideal circumstances to bring him on at half-time. I don't think that was the plan prior to the game. But in the first half, Everton surprised me in a sense where we knew what they were going to get defensively. Um rigid nine ten men behind the ball you know try stifle us but in possession they was quite adventurous and they had a few counters where mm. like lee said i think a four on two a three on three and they didn't make nothing of it we defended it well in the end um i know they had a neil mope shot in the in the first 10 minutes or so that you know didn't really cause much harm to ramsdale but he had the save to make and then you know he brings on thomas Partey at two nil up at 40 minutes it just felt like we're going to go in nil nil at 47 minutes after they added on time, 2-0 up. And in my opinion, the game was pretty much dead. We've talked about the second goal a bit, but I think his pressing for the second goal as well was very important because the second goal, for me, killed the game. When we scored the second, I said, there's no chance Everton get back in this No, game. I agree. A lot of people in the chat was that don't jinx it and so on. But I just didn't see them scoring two goals at the Emirates. I didn't even see them scoring one after we went up, if I'm honest with you. Uh, you know, one nil is very different to two at half time. You know, it kind of takes the wind out of you, especially when you've had your own opportunities and you've stifled the, the the league leaders for the majority of the half. But Thomas Partey comes on, and first and foremost, how good is it to see Thomas Partey back? And second, how good is it to see what we've been missing? Because this is this is no um, swipe at Jorginho. Jorginho stepped up and deputised and done his done his job as a backup to Thomas Partey, in my honest opinion. Um, we got what we got from him and, and we've enjoyed his performances, but Thomas Partey showed the the golfing class and and what he's about. And especially from that 65, 70 minute mark, when we were creating chance after chance, Thomas Partey was at the core of most of that, if not all of the chances created. He was getting the ball into the box. He was getting it inside the defenders, outside the defenders. He was the hub of everything that was happening well in the second half. So let's move on to Thomas Partey a bit. Jordan, big, big player for us. Missing at the last two seasons towards the end. He's mm. back now, 13 games to go. Obviously, we've got Europa League as well. Might as well touch in a bit on that because of rotation and, and maybe protecting a player like Thomas Partey. But how good is it to see him back? It's amazing to see him back. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we were better in the second half when he came on. I just think he gives us that level of solidity um, that I think at that point we needed. I agree with you. At 2-0, it's game over. Instead about controlling and managing the game, we have to score two more goals because we have the quality and Everton had to you know, commit to try and get back into the game. But when you have Thomas Partey on the pitch, you feel secure. You feel secure, and I think he's a massive player for us. I still would upgrade upgrade on him on in the summer. 
because I just think there's just too many games that he misses. He's clearly a player that um, you, you just can't rely on to, to to consistently win titles in Champions League, which is what we want to do. But but massive player for him. But I also think Thomas Partey is also part of a sign that a lot of things are going our way. And what I mean by that is the managing of Thomas Partey, and this has got to go a lot of credit to the, the backroom staff and Mikel Arteta. The kind of way we've seamlessly got ourselves back into a five-point lead without him in the team. We haven't, to, we haven't had to rush him back. We've phased him in. I think he came on against Leicester for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. He came on, yeah. He did, yeah. You know, he's come on here for half a game now. We're easing him back in at a time where we're winning games. We don't have to start him and rush him. We, I think me and Lee both said in the last pod that if he's not 100% fit, I don't want him to start. And we're not having to start him at 70%, 80%, because we could just ease him back in because other players are doing their job. I think another sign that things are going our way, the second goal for me, I think he's just off. I think Martin is just off. I think it's it's fraction, but when the line came on and they gave it, I was like, he looks off to me, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm taking it, I don't give a damn. I think he was behind the ball, though. I think everyone was looking yeah. at yeah, yeah, that's what you've got to learn. That's your, behind the ball. As long as he's behind the ball, it's a goal. Um, okay. yeah. Everyone was looking at Saka's last, I mean, not Saka's, the, the, the Everton player's last limb, let's say. Yeah, and, yeah. But, you know, we tend to forget that if he's behind the ball, then he's onside. So, oh, okay. Is that yeah, how it yeah, I didn't. I, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Jordan's had enough, he said. Fuck off, sad ball, I'm at. Yeah. I just think. Um, oh, he was on, people... was he? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody keeps calling me. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. A, a lot of people like, uh, and just hearing it, uh, the, two, the, the game was 2 0 and it was over. I, I, I don't think it was. And I'll tell you why. I think that the second goal was very, very important because I, um, if it would have stayed 1 0, Everton would have continued to do the same thing. You know, all, all game, and they, there was always a chance we could nick a, a set piece or a goal and make it 1 1. When we went 2 0 up, McNeil went through, um, yeah. and it was a very, very good save from Ramsdale. And, and so that contributed, like, you know, so the more it was 2 0, the more they had to come out. If they would have scored from that, it could have been again a little bit of a um edgy sort of game because what they would have done was they wouldn't have changed things, they'd have just kept it going as it is. Maybe five minutes from the end, put a bit of pressure on. I don't know, like, you know, made it very, very nervous. So it was very, very important that second goal. And also that Ramsdale save was very, very important at that time because they come out, give it a go, and we went on and won that game there. And I think that... And the follow-up, because after the save, Ramsdale's save kind of put it into a sticky area and Zinchenko was there to kind of... Yeah, yeah. So, so and I, I will say that I, I, I've noticed in the last couple of games, and I'm, I'm now pretty sure that Arteta and, and everybody's had a little chat about this. Did you see how aggressive we were in our defending? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the game against Manchester City, I think they got criticised, didn't they, for no headers. Look at the headers they won yesterday. I know that they're mm-hmm. up against different players, but they made sure from the from the get-go, I've got to win this header. There was a determination to win headers. There was a determination to win tackles yesterday. Summed up right at the end when they probably should have scored uh, off the line. Look at the celebrations of the players. They celebrated that those defenders like it was a goal. They're 4-0 mm. up. Yeah. That tells me that there's been some words 
and they've addressed it. And I don't care. Me and Jordan, we've been going on about it for a long while now. Clean sheets. Mm -hmm. Clean sheets. This is when you're having that title run. You, I remember Arsenal in, in 98 had about four or five one-nil wins. One-nil, one-nil, one-nil. You've got to do that. You cannot concede goals. And, and I know that we was open a little bit, and that's something I'm pretty sure they'll address. But I like that, what I'm seeing. <clears throat> Sometimes, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to criticise Arsene Wenger and, and, and that sort of era and all that, because it was great. But there were times when it was like, it didn't really matter. They didn't care about defending. It didn't matter where we won 2-0 or 2-1 this time. It didn't really matter. It didn't really address the shit. What I'm, I've seen about Arsene, if something goes wrong or it ain't quite right, there does seem to be like, right, we're addressing this and we're sorting it out. And and I feel there's been some sort of meeting or something because of the way they've defended in those last couple of games, after the Aston Villa game as well, you know what I mean? Uh, you know when you say they've won the game, but I think they've won that game and Arteta's gone in and said, right, we've won this game, fantastic, but we need to sort out our defending, like, you know, and they've come out in the last couple of games. So credit to him and credit to the defenders. I thought Gabriel again, by the way, was, was immense so, again. Right? <clears throat> yeah, he was. I, th I thought actually Xhaka was very good in the first half as well, where we were struggling for some control. He, he faded though, James. Did you, did you notice they come off again? I, I'm yeah. getting a little bit worried about that. I'm well, I thought Vieira's cameo was really good. Yes, really it was. Liked, I really liked what I saw from Vieira as well. And all the subs. And that's another big plus. Um, yeah. You know, in, in that second half, I think what, what I did love um, was the way... Partey. I, I wonder whether we'd have been like this with Jorginho in the second half because obviously we were teaming up at that point but Partey was immense and, and the way we just pass teams off a pitch I mean it's like you've got counter-attacking football, you've got tick-attacker football and then that was that's just keep ball, that's just, mm. just keep ball, just, just tire them, work it keep moving them, whatever um, the subs as well, a big plus great to see Smith Rowe get some key minutes um, mm. Partey on for Jorginho Vieira on for Xhaka Nketiah on for Trossard. There was one more Tierney on for Zinchenko. And that's a, a really good five subs. Um, mm, yeah. And that doesn't include Jesus in there. You could then also bring on a Tomiyasu. Um, you've got Nelson as well. You've got Kivior for depth at the back. So that's a really good set depth. That That is exciting as an Arsenal fan. Um, and another big positive from the night. I actually thought the subs, rather than slow things down, because it wasn't the first 11 out there, I just thought it lifted things a little bit. I thought they were kind of all hungry to make a point. And I think the Arsenal fans were also really, while enjoying being ahead and going five points clear, were enjoying seeing, you know, 20 minutes of the air in the Premier League, Smith-Rowe back on the pitch. You know, the, the Emil Smith-Rowe chant, the second one as well, doing the rounds. Um, and I think everyone was just enjoying that as well. Um, so, so that gave the place a lift. So, yeah... I think the Emerson one could be massive for us because I've I was just going to say we should talk about it Turkish a little bit, you know, because yeah. it could be massive. Yeah, because with Europa League coming back, as well, I want to fight on both fronts, and mm. I had a discussion with Laurie and and Robbie was involved as well, where you know we debated whether we should rotate fully against Sporting Lisbon or whether we should keep the rotation to a minimum and and try and keep the consistency going. But what I'm seeing from the fringe players, what I'm seeing from the backup players is is giving me more confidence that I wouldn't be taking it lightly asking for some of these players to be playing against sport. And I think I'd be happy to see Tierney start a Premier League game. I'd be happy to see Tommy Asu start a Premier League game. We've seen them start this season. 
I'm interested to know more about Kivio, maybe couple him up with Saliba. You know, Jorginho started a few games for us and we've managed to get wins and he's managed to be a key player. And Ketia scored goals against a few clubs um, prior to his dip in form, which has allowed Trossard in. So, I, you know, I think that players like, you know, Thomas Partey coming back to fitness, meaning Jorginho goes back to an option and, and, and more depth. Emil Smith-Rowe coming back into action. Hopefully, this is actually him coming back into action and there isn't no more setbacks because I thought we would have got him a bit earlier than this. If I'm honest with you, I would have thought that post-World Cup, we would have seen him more more gradually coming back into the fold. And by now, I would have hoped that he started to add the goals off the bench that we saw him bring last season. But it just hasn't worked <clears> out for him. And I think the club have been smart with it. And, you know, when you look at us still top of the league, five points clear, um, we could afford to to give him the time necessary. Now, I just hope he kicks on and and provides that strong option off the bench and, and in the Europa League to kind of, you know, kick on. So, I was just going to say, uh, sorry, he looks a little bit sharper yesterday than he did. I think it was, was it Oxford he come on and I thought, oh, he looked a bit overweight and a little bit... Um... I think it was Oxford. Yeah, I think he looked a bit a bit slow and everything. I see him come on yesterday and I thought, oh, he looked a little bit sharp, a little bit leaner. Um, I, don't, I don't know if he has or he hasn't, but like I thought he looked a little bit a little bit lighter yesterday, and and, and certainly that was um, encouraging. I, I think it's, I think it's great timing to have him back now as well. He offers goals. He, he really offers goals, and I think in, in, in this running, <clears throat> as we kind of approach the last. You know, getting to single-digit games in the Premier League as well as the Europa League. I think we're going to need to rotate the likes of Odegaard in and out a little bit now. I think we're going to need to rotate um, the likes of Saka a little bit in and out as well. And I think that Smith-Rowe isn't great on the right, but worst case, you can put Trossard on the right and Smith-Rowe on the left and, do you know what I mean, Eddie for the middle. There's options there to kind of rotate the, the, uh, Saka and, and, and Odegaard in particular, who I think will need some 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 rotation. So I think it's come back at a really good time. Do we know how long Oneni's up for? Is that like a season ender? Do we think? I think I think it's like a seven eight month. Uh, yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay, he's done then for the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And Reece Nelson wasn't on the bench yesterday, but he's also you know in the squad. So on the right hand side, if there's opportunities there, yeah, and I know what you mean, Jordan. He hasn't really kicked mm. on that. Hoped, but at the same time, against certain clubs, you know, especially in this run we have now coming up with Bournemouth, with Palace, who haven't been great, with Sporting either side of Fulham, I look at it as an opportunity. And Arteta looks at it as an opportunity. He said in his pre match press conference that, you know, Kivior and Smith Road done well for the under 21s, and, you know, he's happy to have options now. He mentioned players returning from injury, mentioned the players added to the squad in January. And he mentioned he's going to rotate a little bit moving forward. And I actually thought we would have saw some of that against Everton. I'm probably glad we didn't. Yeah. How difficult the first Definitely glad we didn't. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see something against Bournemouth. Bournemouth, you know, they're, they're below Everton in the league. I think they're 19th. Um, they just got smoked by a City at their own ground. I think it's a chance for us to, to throw in a few, a few curveballs, in a sense. And, and see if we can maintain the level that we've been we've been seeing. I yeah. I, I think Lee, Lee mentioned that the, the last couple of games it's not been important performances, and I agree. I think I think Leicester and Villa were about just putting back to back wins after the blip. We just needed to put back to back wins together. I think this one again wasn't important in terms of performance. It was our game in hand. Just win the game. 
just win the game and, and we get our, we get our lead back. I think Bournemouth now goes back to we need to see it, but I think performance does matter. I think we need to win the game, but I think as we kind of come into the running now, I think performances will matter. You know, I'm not really a big fan of this whole not playing well, winning games. I think for two or three games, that's fine. But I think yeah. long-term, you've got to put in performances. I don't want to see a fluky 1-0 win against Bournemouth. I want to see a dominant... It's, it's at home. And they're, bo- they're bottom, second bottom of the league. Come on. I want to see us dispatch them like champions. This last three or four games, I've loved how we're moving like champions. We're moving like league leaders. We're conductors of like champions. And I think we need to dispatch Bournemouth on the weekend like we're champions. Yeah, that's a great point. And and, and, and the thing is, you know, goal difference. I I, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I do look at that, like, you know what I mean? I think it was about 10. We've, we've, we've brought, brought it down a bit now. If we can, you know, um, uh, Manchester City got Newcastle this weekend, you know what I mean? They'll be just pleased to get over the line in that one. But if we could get four or five, against Bournemouth, it pushed that a little bit closer as well, like, do you know what I mean? It gives you a little bit of a, um, uh, not, not, not um, you know, that, that, that's a point. I know that sounds silly, but that is a point, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, if it's level. So, you know, uh, and, and Manchester City have been way out there in front uh, with the goal difference all of a sudden. We're now we're, pe- we're pegging it back, we're pegging it back. So I do think that's a very, very good point. And I, I think now, you know, um, we, we need to be a little bit more convincing at home. And, and to be convincing at home is when teams like Everton, Bournemouth come to the bowl. We go bang, bang and see you later. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Jordan. I, I think it's very, very important now that we, we get um, <clears throat> another good reaction against Bournemouth. I wouldn't rotate at all. I think that Mikel will rotate in the... Um, uh, very very heavily in, in the Europa League because I tell you what I've been liking what I've seen when Vieira's been coming on in the last mm. few games yeah. uh, uh, um, <clears throat> so my, 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 my thing for him would be right going out to Portugal is your home place go and prove what, what a very very good young player you are but also keep doing what you're doing because the Premier, the Premier League games are going to be there. These players, surely on the fringes, want to get into that Premier League team as well. And this is an opportunity for them, you know. If you don't... if you don't, For, for someone like Vieira, even Smith-Rowe, you know what I mean? I've got to put in a good performance here because if we don't do well in the Europa League, where am I going to get games on? Where am I going to start games? So it's important these guys don't let, let, let the let themselves down as well as for game time as well because they're not going to get a lot of game time unless... Um, you know, someone gets injured and you don't want that. Someone like Eddie must be thinking, right, well, you know, when am I going to start a game now? Because um, I've done well. I, and I think that he has. I think he came on yesterday and done well as well. But I I can't see him starting against Bournemouth, even though they're down at the bottom. He might well do, but I, I can't see it. He'll probably start against um, uh, Sporting. But then, you know, you're going to full them away and you've got Jesus coming back. Sooner, sooner rather. Later. So these guys need games. So keeping this competition, uh, so I think it, you know it, it's really good. I want to see this central defender. You know, he signed what in January, hasn't it? Kicked a ball for Arsenal only in the under twenty one. So there's an opportunity for him to come in and do the business as well. And uh, it's no coincidence, also, that Gabriel's performances have really picked up of late. Why? Well, maybe he's been watching this kid in training and thinking, if I don't pull out my socks. I might get uh, left out of this team. So I think it's a, a, a very, very important game, a couple of games coming up, particularly with that game of, against Fulham, because it's not, 
you know, you'd ideally in in the Europa League, I think you'd like a home game. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be tough. So, but these guys, like Vieira yesterday, come on, James uh, touched on it. I, I think it's it's worth having a little chat about him because I think he's picked up a little bit of criticism of, of late. Um, but every time he's come on in the last few games, he's really, really impressed me. And he's playing a different role. He sort of took over from that Shaka role. And, um, you know, when he done that yesterday, I, 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 you know, everyone's going, oh, yeah, Vieira's coming on that, you know. And, and, and he's done really, really well again. That's not he's playing Sorry, John. That's something I've got to, you know, again, give credit to Arteta for because re in recent games, <coughs> we've seen him bring on a midfielder against Villa and it, and it ended up being Thomas Partey, Jorginho and Xhaka as a midfield three. And last night we saw against Everton Vieira come on and he made it Vieira, Odegaard and Partey. So, you know, as much as we was very much predictable in the opening 19, 20 or so games and we knew what we are going to get and you know, um, the midfield picked itself. It still does when everyone's on form, for sure. It's going to be Partey, Xhaka and Odegaard. But we're seeing other combinations there now. And I, I believe that's Mikel Arteta kind of testing the waters with, with certain players to see if they're ready to see what the output would be. And with Vieira, more often than not, he comes on and he does something, whether it's a goal or, or, or an assist. Um, he didn't get anything yesterday, but he showed glimpses of a player that showed real quality, you know, prior to signing for Arsenal. He, he, you know, a lot of pressure on his shoulders because of the price tag and in the summer because it was a massive summer for us considering we just missed out on top four and everyone wanted to have a proactive summer and get signings over the line. And a lot of us wanted a striker. We didn't, you know, well, we went for Jesus, but we didn't bring in a different profile of striker that a lot of us might have wanted. And we spent a heavy amount on Vieira and I think he's done well with him slowly but surely bedded him in earlier in the Europa League we I wasn't that happy with his performances if I'm honest with you the Brentford game stood out for me because he started that one and he scored a beautiful goal as well but slowly but surely we're seeing a better version of Vieira as well and I've got to give credit to Arteta for the way he's he's kind of gone into the season and then slowly but surely brought in changes he mentioned that you know the players can't keep up the, the, the high level for 10 months so you know now is the time to see other combinations other players step in and on Bournemouth now go, go on Jordan no no because I would yeah just very just super quickly I, I think you make a really good point and I think that's why it's important that the likes of Vieira the likes of Smithrow the likes of Trossard Jorginho kind of get it over the line you, you, you made a really good point that the, the main 12 13 have got us this far but now we need those other players in this last two months to just get us over the line. We need Vieira to come in and give us a good performance. Emil Smith-Rowe, Georgina, and, and they're doing that. They're doing that. Saka and, you know, he who shan't be named and the likes of Partey and um, Ramsdale and Gabriel, they can't do it for nine months, but they can do it for eight months with the, with the assistance of, of those squad players. So I think it is really important now that those fringe players, they do their bit. Saka's done his bit. Ramsdale's done his bit. You know, Zinchenko's done his bit. Now we need those squad players to just fill in and give us 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there to be able to get us over the line. I wonder whether, um, whether, see, we come on this podcast and we talk about the things that went well and went bad, whatever the result. And, you know, undoubtedly behind the scenes, it's a period of uh, reflection on every game. I've got no doubt Arteta sits there with his coaches and goes, what went right, what went wrong in this game? And there's certain things that I, I feel 
And by the way, I do feel like an idiot saying this because this is Mikel Arteta, the Arsenal manager we're talking about, and obviously we're just more fans on a podcast. But I feel like there's certain things that we uh, that have been brought up in the in discussions between Arsenal fans on whatever podcast or content you want that has mirrored what Arteta has reflected, and you've seen him address that quite quickly. So the Trossard. You know, Trossard false nine thing. It kind of did two things. A, it kind of addressed what everyone was saying about Jesus missing and how it's impacted Martinelli's performances. But also yesterday, they weren't just like playing between them. They were just switching positions at time. We were going through periods where Trossard was just out on the left and Martinelli was down the middle. And then we've asked for Arsenal to be less predictable and do different things with their combinations. And he's been giving Vieira minutes in that in that position, you know, and, and you're so right, Turkish, to bring up that combination of Partey, Jorginho, Xhaka to end the game at Leicester. I can't actually remember him ever doing that with effectively three defensive midfielders on the pitch, but he understood that we had control and he just wanted to solidify a little bit more. So he's yeah. doing a lot of things that, like, are good to see. Like the Tommy Asu subs when White hasn't played well, he's made quite quickly. Um, and that's been and that's been good. Like, he, he's, I think some of the Christians we've had you know, during the blip, but also some of the better performances, um, it feels like Arteta agrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I doubt he's watching them going, great point. <laughs> but, but, um, but... Well, he listens, to, he listens to me, so there's probably... Well, there's no doubt about that, Jordan. Sorry, um, I, was, I wasn't including you, because obviously I know that yeah. you've got, you've got well, a line well, into him with Fabregas, but yeah. with yeah. us, you know, I'd be surprised he's listening to the three of us idiots, of course. I didn't want to say it. He's a team being managed. We're seeing a team, a squad being managed. Um, And you you make a great point there because I don't think at times that's happened. And that's where there's been a bit of a frustration with um, Arsene Wenger over the times and a little Mm. bit of stubbornness. And, you know, but, and even in Arteta's early days, we haven't seen this, but that comes down to, you know, the old age of, He's got these players now. He's got players that he can manage the team a little bit more. And I mean that when I say that he can bring on Vieira, like, you know, or he can bring on um, Eddie or, or a Trossard. They're all quality players. You know, Jordan, uh, I think it was Jordan made the point, or I don't know, or it might have been Turkish. Don't mind if uh, Tommy Asu's playing right back. Don't matter if Tom Tierney's playing left back. We've got a squad that needs to be managed and managed properly. But all these players now are are good enough to be in the first eleven. So what? I, and that's one of the things that you know. Look, listen, you can criticise the manager at times, and and and, and but you, when when you criticise the manager, you, when he does well, you have to give praise as well. And and I think that you know that is one of his biggest strengths at the minute. I'm looking at this team, and. It's being managed. And I've also got to say, you know, I was actually saying in the game, I don't know if any of you agree with this or, or, or not. I, 20 minutes into that game, I'm going, do you know, this, this inverted left back's not working. We need someone out wide in these games here. Like, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not having it. It's, you know, we're playing to, we're not playing to our strengths. You know, we need to get it out wide, get it out wide and all that. Like. But Mikel never changed it. And in the end, it was Shinchenko that got the ball in for second. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and then, but it, I don't know if he's going through that, but there must be a performance. No, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing. And and I quite quietly admired that yesterday at half time. You know what I mean? Like, 
and I, I'm sort of sitting there saying, well, that's why I'm, you know, I said like to my mate, that's why I'm a fan. That's why I'm a fan because, you know, I'm looking to change things up. He's not. He's keeping it like. So there's there's a, a grudgingly a bit of admiration that what he's doing, like, you know what I mean? He is keeping it like that and Leaders. managing it. There's definitely a podcast I think we need to do at the end of the season where we talk about Arteta and how he's improving and how he's learning lessons. Yeah. I think and I think that's a really good point you make about as fans, we often why didn't he change it? It was obvious we needed to change this. Why didn't he bring on so and so? But he's thinking him his thinking must be, I trust my players. I trust my players and we know what we're doing and it's going to work. And, and sometimes <clears> it doesn't work out. Sometimes he should change it. But more often than not, the top managers in the world, your Klopp's, your Guardiola's, they don't just change for changing sake. Yeah. They, know what they, they know what their plan is. I think we need to do a pod at some point at the back end of the season, hopefully with him as a Premier League winning manager, about the evolution of... Because let's not forget, this is not, this is not, he's not a new Arsenal manager. He's a new manager. Yeah. This is his first job. This is—he's he's, he's only three years into being a manager. <laughs> Look at the he's two managers well, He's—he's he's, you know supposedly learned the most off of Pep Guardiola and Arsene Wenger. Mm -hmm. They don't change much. They mm -hmm. stick with their guns. Mm -hmm. I know there you go. Great point. Again, but Pep, you know, he tends to stick with his guns. And, Great point. Uh, and ride it out, and he's got four league titles out of five for it. So. As long as we can get get to that sort of a record, then cool. I'd still like other options in there because we haven't got the money Manchester City have and, and we've still got a very young side. So at times it'd be nice to see maybe a striker that's that's a bit bigger, a striker that can get a bit more physical. But at the same time, we're top of the league with five points clear. And like I think a few of you have said, who am I? I'm just, I'm just a fan. I'm enjoying the ride at the moment and we're back to where I believe Arsenal should always be. And that's, you know, whether we win it or not this season, obviously, I've been like, Challenge. Well, that's it. Look, we've been crying out for him, we? We're good crying out. Three. We're, we're in a title challenge, guys, you know what I mean? And it's, do you know what? I'm bloody loving it, you know what I mean? Because there's, there's you go for all the emotions of it all and all that. But I can tell you this now, I've sat at the Emirates under Mikel, you know what I mean? Like, bored out of my head. Bored out of my head with a nil-nil against the Bournemouth, Burnley, or can't break the seams down Southampton. And, oh, well, that puts us eighth. That puts us ninth. Oh, we've dropped. We've gone up a couple of places. I'm absolutely loving the tension, the 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 the, the, the emotions you go through a game like, you know, you, you know, like one minute they're down, they're up and everything like that. But when we scored that first goal, the, the, the relief... What, what the emotion that comes with that relief and everything like that, bring it on. I can't wait till Saturday now, like you know, and uh, and go for it all again because you know what that is what it's all about. We've been very, very fortunate over the years to win titles and go in title run, but I've been starved of it. It's, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, it's exhaustingly starved, huh? It, this is um, this is the first title race in my lifetime that has felt like a legitimate title push from Arsenal yeah. we've had other years where and I've said it before on podcast I think 13-14 if Ramsey stays fit and a couple other players I really think we could have won it that year I think 15-16 um, into the, the year Leicester won it again some key injuries I thought we were good enough to win it that year maybe uh, the Eduardo year there, there were years where I thought Arsenal it had it not been for injuries or something like that would have put up a better fight but it, it sort of faded by February because of injuries and, and Arsenal kind of bottling it like at home to Swansea and things like that. Um, but this is the first time in a long time that 
it was the first time that I've been a prop, you know, I've been a fan watching it in the way I do, that I've looked at this team and, you know, I really, really believe they can and will win it. And um, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is so tiring because you are heading every ball, you are ev everything. Mm. And that's maybe, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not doing the whole perfectionist and standards thing. I'm, I'm not, I mean, we beat Leicester 1-0 and I was elated, but it's maybe why I came out of yesterday like, I'm so happy we won, but should I be concerned about that first half? What does it mean for our title? Because I, I want it so bad. And it, it is, I mean, look at like look at the emotions it's stirring in everyone. It's um, it's heavy. We've had, we've had, like you mentioned, seasons in the past 19 years where we have been part of the conversation up until a certain point of the season. Yeah. Good I don't think I don't think I don't think we've ever been as better equipped all round as we are this season. Yeah. Even those seasons, there tended to be the certain positions that would be like in January we have to buy a starting player for that position. Whereas this January we all talked about adding depth into certain positions, which show how good the starting eleven has been. And and yes, we didn't get the the star-studded names that we were linked to at first in certain positions, but we still got bodies over the line that have since contributed to wins and good performances and, and <clears> putting <throat> us back to five points clear at the top. And on Bournemouth now, because we are 55 minutes in, um, Lee, you mentioned no change for you. I actually wouldn't mind seeing Eddie against Bournemouth and, and maybe saving <clears throat> Trossard for the sporting game. To, but the reason being because, I, I don't know, I, I probably wouldn't want Enketi to go into that sporting game cold in a sense where... He hasn't he hasn't had a start for a few weeks and then and and the different form is still relevant because I want to win the Europa League too, you know. I, the Premier League is the priority and that is the the, the be all and end all right now. But I do want to 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 go for the to the Europa League. Jordan, you had yeah, I want to go for it as well. Just sorry, just before league comes in, I want to go for it as well. But I would also start in Ketia, but not for the reasons that you've given. I would start in Ketia because I think. I said that I thought Trossard to start against Everton because I thought he would pose different questions with his mobility versus their power. I think that I would start with Nketiah again for tactical reasons. I think this is a game that Nketiah um, is better suited against. I think there will be space in behind. I think that his physicality will be a problem for them. So in the same way, I, I wouldn't play him because I'm thinking about the next game, the European game. I'd play him because I think that of the two options, he's the better option versus Bournemouth in the same way that I thought Trossard was the better option versus Everton. So I, I wouldn't rotate too much, but I would I would bring Eddie Nketiah back in. If Partey's fit, I'd start Partey again. If, if he's not near fit and he, he looked... I mean, Lee, you saw him for half a game. Did he look like he could start yeah. in the next yeah. game? Did he look, yeah? yeah, I'd start him. Start him. Yeah. My only change then would be Nketiah for Trossard, but otherwise I'd keep it as is. And that's interesting. Yeah, I'm happy with Jorginho mm. starting against Sporting and giving Partey maybe a minute. Yeah, oh, well, that, 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 that's me. You know, I, mean, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Saka. I don't want to see Partey, and I don't want to see Martinelli in, in Lisbon. I want them all like rested. Like you know, when um, when we were knocked out of the FA Cup by Southampton, I remember me and you, Lee, on that day in particular, we were furious about that. Yeah, a lot of people said, "Look, it's the FA Cup, whatever." Blah blah blah. And I said, well, hold on, we're languishing in 10th in the league. This is an opportunity to, to have some success this season. Yeah. I can't believe you rotated for that. Um, 
this year I feel completely differently because yeah. with legitimately chasing a title, I'd like him to go with whatever he believes is his first eleven on on Saturday. And if that is Eddie down the middle, that's Eddie down the middle. Cool. If it's Tommy Aslin for White, I don't have a problem with that. Brilliant. If it's even Vieira for Xhaka. But but I just want to look at eleven that I believe that is his strongest team that he hasn't got one eye on sporting. And that's when, the point. That's the point. Sorry, James. Go on. Yeah. Oh, and when I it comes to sporting. Right. And if he rotates, you know, and we lose that first leg 2 0, 2 1, whatever, I appreciate there's bigger fish to fry right now. And that's not, and we can compete on both fronts, but I, I won't look at that and go, why didn't you play our first exactly. leg? Why are you disrespecting the competition? You have depth and you hope that that can come through, but they're there to help you out for the bigger picture. His, 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 11, his 11 against Bournemouth shouldn't be impacted by thinking about Lisbon. They should be independent. Pick the I don't care about the, the Europa League game at the moment. Pick the best team to beat uh, Bournemouth. Just that, that that's what I care about. And we'll deal with Lisbon next week. How, I don't actually mind. Do you know what I mean? I don't want him to pick players versus Bournemouth because he's got half an eye on Lisbon. I don't care about Lisbon at the moment. Pick the best team to to beat Bournemouth. That, and I, I think the, the other good point about yesterday was, was that he got players off. You know, what I mean, Saka had a little bit of a rest yesterday. Like, you know, um, he, he give a, he give certain players a bit of a breather yesterday. Like Shaka, like you know, uh, I think that's three out of four games now that he's not completed, completed the game against Leicester because he needed to. So I think that that's a very very key thing. Do you know what I'm going to say this now? I'm, I don't care what team he plays out. On on um, on Saturday, like I didn't care that if Jorginho or Party played. That's a compliment to the players. That's a compliment to the team. Like you know, what I mean, the front three is good enough to win that game, whether it's Eddie or or it's Trossard. The midfield would be good enough to win that game if, if mm. it's Party or Jorginho. And that's what I'm pleased about at the moment. There was a even sometimes in this season, I was worried about the um, starting eleven because I'm thinking, oh, is he going to play? Is he going to be playing? It? There's a confidence with me now with 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 these players, you know. So I I, I think maybe we could go with Eddie on um, on Saturday because the game against Sporting. Don't forget, you haven't got to win that. You just got to keep in the tie. And, and so possession based game with a with Trossard, that front three might be a better way to 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 to, to um, go against uh, Sporting. So. Uh, if if Eddie's playing, great, and you know what I mean. I, I don't know about you guys, but when Eddie come on, I'm desperate for him to score. I know he got his first assist of the season, but I'm I'm desperate for him to score. You know, I like Eddie. I, I, I do too. Yeah, I know he's not quite the the, the standard that we, that we want, but I like him. And if 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 we do um do win the league this season, he has contributed to, to that. You know, when he gets his medal, we look at it and go, do you know what I've contributed? Whether it's a runners up medal or or or, or a winners one. He has contributed to this season fantastically well. So, um, I'm not bothered who plays on, on Saturday as long as we bloody win. Yeah. And then we bring up the prediction table. There's not much change there. We all got one point. Oh, it could have been a change. Oh, Gabby, Gabby, Gabby. It could have been a change. Listen, I predicted 3-0. I'll take the 4-0. I'm not like these. Yeah. See you next Tuesdays. Someone came to me yesterday and said, "You should have gone four 0 on that." You know what I mean? Instead of going that for the two, I had that opportunity. I said, "Yeah, yeah." I want to say big up, but like at least ten fans came up to me yesterday about the Forever Arsenal podcast. You know what mm. I mean? So, uh, it's such a pleasure when they come up and say it's the best 
Bester uh, on YouTube and things like that. It's, it's really humbling and, and people taking their time out to come up to you and say that, you know, fantastic. And, and I love it when they come up, and, you know, fellas said, you should have gone 4 nil, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> instead of being a fluffy pillow, you know what I mean? I love it. <laughs> I love it. For the people listening on audio platforms, 33 predictions made after 33 games. I'm still at the top, 31 points. Jordan in second, 30 points. Lee's in third, 29 points. And James has picked up his first point for a while. He's on 21 points in fourth position. So, yeah, not much to separate the top three. And then it's James. So. I, was all, I was ordering a Mopai shirt at 2-0. Come on, Mopai. What's for me? <laughs> nothing yet. Absolutely nothing for me. Just, just past the hour as well. So, people, make sure the likes are at a thousand. Hit it if you haven't hit it already because we're winding down now. But before we do, let's make up. I'm going 3 0 again. Didn't work out against everything. I'm going for it against Bournemouth. So, I'm going to stick with 3 0. Another clean sheet. Another All right. comfortable home win, hopefully. Jordan. All right, you've not killed my prediction. I'm going 3-1. I'm going 3-1. Yeah, I'm going 3-1. All right, 3-0, 3-1. Lee, what have you got written? I'm going big, I'm going big. 4-0, come on. Come on, let's tell me to go for it. I'm going for it. I'm being bold. 3-0, 3-1, James, can you beat that? No, 2-0. All right, cool. We'll take it. I, w- I was I was gonna go really big. I was I was gonna go for a six 0 I was gonna go for a real battering. Yeah, they're like not, real... you know, they're not trash, you know. I was just but before. No, they're not. Before, no, not. The four before the four one defeat to City. Granted, that is bad. You know, that four goals. Um, they beat Wolves one 0 away from home. They drew one one with Newcastle. They only lost by the one goal against Brighton. That was quite late, I believe. Yeah, eighty seven. Yeah, it was. Yeah. They got a point against Forest. But we'll James, no one's going to listen to you. You're bottom of the table. Right? <laughs> oh. like, yeah? Listen, you just worry about your bloody custard crumble fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, like, you know, speaking I'm, of which, I've actually got written down here 5 0 because I thought Turkish was going to go 4 or or, or on 4 0, and, and definitely um, Jordan was going to go 3 0, one of those two there. So uh, I've gone, I've gone in big. Uh, yes, yes. Let's go into the comments of the day from the last pod as well. Remember, people, we do comments of the day from every single pod. So leave your comments below, predictions, thoughts, lineups. Would you make any changes against Bournemouth? Let us know. Everyone got a comment of the week? Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to kick us off this week? Because usually I do. And I'm, I'm going to fly in just because I've got a load of the same. Um, so apologies if I tick yours off, but they're all they're all picking up on the same thing. Sam yes. Coach. James and Turkish's face when Les Lee said, "Do you want some?" Yeah, we all know the rest. <laughs> Love the pod, guys. Soul fuels those. James's face holding that laugh and had me in stitches. I thought I had a better poker face. I thought, I thought I was quite calmly just holding it to myself. But apparently, I don't think not. anyone says anything like that during poker, mate. So don't worry. <laughs> well, <laughs> not, not my game. <laughs> that one. Can't on, be a good I didn't even know I'd done it, and he just. <laughs> You know, within 10, 10, what, what, five minutes of, of finishing, James has put it up like, oh, he's done this, I can't wait, 
didn't even realise I'd done it like that. Right? Nor did I. I just sent it to FTV Clips. Rupin was the same. James' face was golden after the crumble comment. Solid five minutes. Uh, there was another that did. James fighting for his life to hold that laugh in. There was one <laughs> about a water bottle. Yeah, when Lee said custard again. If it wasn't for James's water bottle, yeah, it, all that kind of <laughs> it's, yeah, it's true. I had to just sort of have a little sip to myself because I was, yeah, I was struggling. To... I knew you were going to someone that. So you were all so I calm, like he said. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. You, I didn't, even you know didn't hear it. it. I didn't we even didn't know I was come. You know what I mean? I didn't even know. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I thought I thought I heard it, and I thought, nah, I didn't hear that. And then James, I, see, I looked at James's face, and I thought I did hear that. <laughs> but, then he, but, then he, but then I thought he was taking a piss because he dropped a line like, you know, the custard's back in the... And I thought, oh, no. It's really <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and it's just all just... A, yeah. Uh, anyway. I don't know where I actually... I must have... Well, I don't know. I don't even know where it come from, like, you know what I mean? So, no, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> He's on the roll. Go on, What's the comment of the day? Uh, I didn't go on the custard ones because I just felt like... like I've gone with uh, Gino, um, and, and he said, absolutely hilarious. Best Arsenal show on YouTube. You guys are the best. And, and you know, I, I love seeing those positive comments and all that. Like, you know, so that's the one that I've gone for. Love, love. Um, I've got a couple. The first one's quite chunky. Bonnie, Bonnie. What a show, guys. Must admit, it's my first time commenting, although I've been watching all your shows for a long time now. I feel like I'm doing a Jordan now. This was just special. Throughout the show, you give me reasons that have more belief that we are that we shall be champions this year. One, the sudden bromance between Lee and Jordan says a lot about what this team is doing for us as fans. Two, am I the only one realising that the past couple shows, Turkish is the one issuing disclaimers to our beloved Jordan, nice, to focus on the positives at the beginning of his comments, uh, LOL. Three, James is hugely below the is hugely below the table and going by his predictions. He sacrificed his position for Arsenal wins. I tell you guys, you are reflect your reflection of the mind blowing MA Arteta's process. Come on, you gunners! Got um, on. Uh, I have sacrificed more. my position in the league table for yeah. Arsenal. So why do you mind yeah, about well, giving us the money yeah, at the yeah. end of it? Then, like, you know, what I mean, you should just because it goes to you. Over. No, no, oh, no, right. because it goes to you. Jordan <laughs> Turkish, I'll take them out for dinner. I don't mind. It's you. <laughs> it's you. You don't want to see oh, Voldemort hanging out. Uh, no. If it's another 4 0, that'd be a good win. Like, I mean, that'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. Uh, Carl, Carl says, ever since Jordan accidentally said he used Sharpie names, name, he's been making a lot of sense. Uh, that's a bit cheeky. Uh, <laughs> if Jordan wins this, if Jordan wins this, it's in the if Jordan wins it in contention with Leicester's 5,000 to one performance. Oh, there's a few yeah. people that are rooting for me now. There's a few people that are rooting for me. In the yeah, there's history to be made here, to be fair. I mean, it will go down as one of the great sporting comebacks. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, um, someone said, which is a good part. I can't, I was when I was flicking through it, it said like. Will James be relegated? I thought, well, that'd be a good one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, you know, one was saying, Shiroi needs to come in and replace you. you yeah, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, because it's been a pretty poor performance. So I thought, mm, <laughs> mm. There was a few more. Mm. Shiroi. Why, why don't you get rid of Jordan so we can record this at a sensible time? <laughs> well, that's, well, that's true, but he's not part of the league, oh, is he? Oh, I didn't guess the score right. Therefore, let's get rid of James. Look how knackered we are. Look how exhausted we all are recording this. Uh, right I feel great. 
uh, you know, I'm seeing I'm seeing smiles at the moment. So I think everyone's everyone's fine, James. Everyone's I think fine. we should get rid of the league table thing, by the way. Just <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to say this now, just finally, but about this league table, I, I, I think we have to look at doing something different because. When it was 2-0, I, I just want the game finished, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're going and I'm going, oh, no, I'm desperate for a fourth. I'm not enjoying my football, lads, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the league's mine, mate. That's all I'm saying. The league's mine. It's getting more important, like, you know what I mean? Do you imagine, like, if, if, if we lose it on the last game, it don't matter. I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I don't want that, guys. You know what I mean? I don't want yeah. that. No, no, Lee, we need five goals for the goal difference to win the league. Yeah, but I went 3 0 on Fred Arsenal, didn't I? What do you do? You know, I want the shirt. <laughs> All right, cool. My comment of the day is from MC337. And he said, as much as Jordan gets bantered daily, he takes it well, and the pod genuinely wouldn't be the same without him. I agree. See the way he slags you off behind the scenes on the website. <laughs> Please. Unless the Roy replaces him, then it's not wow. the same, but it's better. <laughs> wow. In That's quote, a backhanded compliment. Quote, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, people, listen, love for the love. We love the comments, so make sure you continue leaving them. Like I said, thoughts, predictions, lineups, all of that is Bournemouth at the Emirates next, and then we'll be back after that and before the Sporting Lisbon game. So make sure you're there. Make sure you subscribe. Put the notification bell on. And yeah, love for all the love. We're at peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.